telephone with R.W. Estella. Today, he joins us from Detroit. Let's see if we can make this work. Hey, good morning, R.W. How are you today? I'm all right, Allison. How are you doing? I'm all right. I think we hear you. Okay, good. For many of the past 20 years or so, my father and I have celebrated his birthday together. Either he will travel to where I am, or I will travel to where he is. This has invariably involved air travel, which in turn has almost always meant a few hitches will happen along the way. Sometimes those hassles will be weather-related. Other times the difficulties will arise because that is the nature of aviation, especially in the commercial airline business. From its onset, aviation has been one of the most complicated enterprises human beings have ever engaged in. Juan Tripp, the founder of Pan American Airways in the early 1930s, and Charles Lindbergh, Tripp's principal advisor and a famous aviator in his own right, were well acquainted with the virtually unlimited difficulties involved in running an airline. And that was when passengers were few and amenities offered to those passengers were many. Photos of the airliner cabins of that era are incredible in their display of luxury that even the wealthiest charter jet passenger today cannot enjoy. Dining on one of Tripp's flying boats, for example, included sturdy tables and linen tablecloths, full-placed china settings with real silverware, and gourmet meals prepared by international chefs. Conversely, slightly more than 70 years later, we have many passengers and few amenities. One constant, however, throughout the years is that aviation is a costly endeavor. As passengers, we see this in the increasing airfare. Few of us can afford business class or first class, but even the price of a ride in coach within the past decade or so renamed economy takes a substantial bite out of a middle-class worker's budget. Securing an economy ticket these days takes a fair amount of finesse. Options abound online, and so does the accompanying confusion. Travel agencies sometimes provide a modicum of comfort in arranging an itinerary. A third route dealing directly with the airlines often demands considerable patience and skill navigating electronic robotic prompts. I've tried each of the major ways of booking a flight, and each has its pluses and minuses. A common denominator among them, unfortunately, is the expanding gray area of ambiguity as to what exactly the customer is purchasing. My most recent voyage, for example, to see my father and to celebrate his birthday with him, had me first thinking that my trip was properly arranged and that, barring any equipment or weather difficulties, I would be departing Bangor early Friday morning and heading west to Colorado to rendezvous with my dad and mother at their home in Denver. But that would not transpire as smoothly as I had hoped, since my reservation, which I had paid for in full a month prior, had been canceled. Thus began my set of columnar tallies for this latest airline excursion. I have two columns. One has the heading bad. The other has the heading good. Those airline employees, representatives, agents, or whatever they may be known as, either do an overall good job of doing business or a bad job. Happily, although my trip was already off to an unsteady start, the young lady at the Bangor ticket counter was entered into the good column. This entry, of course, will be offset in the next few days with various things being entered into the bad column. Yesterday afternoon, I launched out of Denver and was homeward bound to Maine, or so I thought for a while, until I reached Detroit, 
where I was informed that my flight to Bangor had been canceled. By the time I made my way to the distressed passenger service counter and was most graciously received and treated by a kind agent there, I would learn that my flight had been canceled because the pilot had not shown up. Now, that was a new one. I'll mention the name of my temporary angel because of the wonderful coincidence involved. Her name is Lou. Coincidentally, my father's name is also Lou. So last night, I was treated to a stay at a posh local hotel where I met a young man in the customer computer cluster. He's an engineer who does projects for the Detroit airport. One of those projects was the creation of the heated runways or radiant runways at Detroit. Don't book any flights that are scheduled to depart Detroit after 6 p.m. during the winter, he advised, continuing, because at sundown they shut down the heat for those runways and any water becomes ice almost immediately. I thanked him for that little piece of information. Now I have something else to factor into my airline expeditions west in the future. From Detroit, Michigan, have a great day. (laughs) 